Amen. You may be seated. And as you're being seated, let's reflect on that lyric we just sang. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. All thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. And I don't know about you guys, this wasn't part of my message, but as they were singing that, I couldn't help but reflect on what a beautiful place we live in. I don't know about you, but we get to reflect on the goodness of God through earth and sky and sea pretty much any time we want to. And I want to encourage you that when it gets really dark or when it's really tough, just take a trip to the sea and let that praise him with you. When it gets really hard, if you are somewhere else, just take a step outside and look up at the sky. It's doing exactly what it was created to do. It's worshiping him. And when you step outside and you take a look at the sky and you worship him, you and the stars are doing the same thing. Come on now. Isn't that cool? And when the birds fly, and they're just so, birds are so cool. We have a lot of birds in our backyard. We live at, on a golf course. There's a marshland there. We see all types of birds. And they're doing exactly what they were called to do, what they were created to do. When they take flight, they're worshiping God. And when I worship the Lord, the birds and me, we're doing the same thing. And so we just sing that lyric, and I just don't want to pass by. Don't pass by these lyrics. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. All thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Don't miss it, church. Don't miss it. And I have to speak to a friend of mine that's watching tonight in West Virginia who's battling COVID, and she's a dear friend of our family. And we were singing, we fall down. We lay our crowns. And back in um, the 1990s, some of you weren't even born in the 90s. It's okay. I was. And I was a youth pastor. And that song was a popular song. And our praise team would sing that song. We had a youth praise team, and I raised some kids up to play different instruments. And we bought instruments, and they were leading worship. And from time to time, they would lead worship on Sunday morning. And that's a great vision. Our church, we're going to do that one day. We're going to have a praise band, and they're going to be worship. Might be Saturday night, might be Sunday morning, who knows? By then, it might be Tuesday night. But we'll be here, and they'll be doing it, all right? But here's the deal. This friend worked the sound booth, and um, she's battling COVID pretty hard right now. And when we were singing that song, God put you on my heart. And if you'll just sing, holy, we cry, holy, holy, holy. Off of your hurt and onto his holiness, it really helps. 
Well, I guess I'll preach now, if that wasn't already a sermon. I don't know what it was, if it wasn't. But God's put a little bit of a word on my heart tonight, in addition to that. And you know that this is a year of fruit. This is going to be a year of fruit. We're claiming it, we're believing it, but we're already seeing it. And I hope that you can say that. I hope that you can say that. This past week, Eric and I decided to take a couple of days away to celebrate our anniversary that was actually in December. But you know how our December went. So um, we weren't going anywhere in December, but we got to get away for just a couple of days. We went to Captiva Island and it was wonderful. And I wore my pajamas for a good like 35 hours. And it was great. A chosen Sabbath is so important. And we got it. And we had a great condo on the beach and it was a great time. But I believe that there's fruit from that as we rested. And um, when we woke up on Thursday, I was exhausted. So Thursday night, because there's layers of exhaustion inside of us sometimes. But on Thursday night, I put my pajamas, no, Wednesday night, I put my pajamas on, and I didn't take them off until Friday morning. <laughs> so there was fruit from that rest. Okay? So it's a year of fruit, and I hope you're already experiencing that. But we're going to be in John 15, 5 this month. And tonight, we are jumping into the next part. Last week, we really focused on Jesus saying, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And we talked about how he's the one true vine. And what a privilege, can I just say this? What a privilege to be a branch of the Lord God Almighty, of the Lion of Judah. What an awesome privilege to be a branch of Jesus Christ, the living God. I hope that you can feel that way. And if you don't, I pray that you move there in your soul. What a privilege to be a branch on that vine. But tonight, we're going to jump into John 15, 5, and we're going to read the whole scripture again, and then we're going to focus on the one piece that we're looking at. John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Just to keep it real, right? Thank you, Jesus. We're going to focus tonight on this statement that starts the second sentence. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But really more so, we're going to focus on the first phrase. And here's why. So many times in our lives, we will do something to get the fruit. We will do something to get the results. We'll put the hard work in because we know the reward is there. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But let's get honest, the remaining is not always easy. But there's so much reward in the remaining. And it's not just the fruit that he says that will bear, but we're gonna talk about some of the reward and just remaining in him. If you remain in me and I in you. And so let's just talk about that. First of all, let's know this. He remains. He remains in us with an everlasting love and a grip that won't let go. We have some people in here that like to fish, amen? Do you fishmen? I don't fish. I don't know. I mean, I look like a fisherman, I know. But I don't fish. But I have caught one fish in my life, and it was like when I was 13, and I was holding on to that rod, and I... Andrew, you probably fish, so don't get mad when I say all the wrong things. <laughs> and I threw it, cast it, 
and I cast it, and they were like, hold on, hold on to it. And so, because you could just see it going into the water, right? But I held on to it, and I was able to cast it, and after a little bit of time, I caught a tiny little fish, and I was very thankful. But here's the thing, that grip, I've seen YouTube videos of people catching huge fish, and they're hanging on, and they're pulling, and they're hanging on, and they're pulling, and they're hanging on. I've seen the cliffhanger movie where he's hanging on. And we see all these little examples of grip. You see a gymnast, they've got a good grip. You see babies, their little toes that curl around and feel like you could hang them by their toes and your fingers. They've got such a great grip. We have context of grip, don't miss it. We have context of really good grips. So when I say this, I don't want you to just feel like, yes, Jesus is good. No, think about the grip that we have context of. There's some great grip. But listen to me. Jesus remains with a grip that won't slip. His palms don't get sweaty hanging on to me. His palms don't get sweaty hanging on to you. He's got all the strength he needs and he's not letting go. A grip that won't slip. That's our one true vine. Aren't we so thankful, church? So he has chosen us. He remains by choosing us. In John 15, 16, we don't have this on the slide because I wasn't prepared to say this, but in John 15, 16, just a few verses after five, he says, you did not choose me, I chose you. Now we get to choose the back, isn't that good? So he's reminding us that I, I'm doing that, I'm leading the way, I'm doing this, this is me. Now remain in me. He has chosen us. You are chosen by him. There's not one person in this room or on social media right now that hasn't been chosen by Jesus. And if you are being lied to believing that you are not chosen, let me say it again, that's a lie. You've been chosen by Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So he has chosen us. He is speaking to us. How does he remain? He chooses and he is always speaking. He's calling us to himself. He's giving us instruction on how to live. He's reminding us of his love. He is always speaking to me and you. He remains in me by not letting go. You see, he won't forget that he's hanging on to me. Ever feel forgotten? You're not. He won't forget and he won't let go. And so we remain by doing what we just talked about that he's done. We remain by choosing him, by listening to what he's saying, and by remembering he's got us. Okay, so let's break that down, ready? So committing or choosing, we have to take inventory of what we're choosing. Before we move forward, I have a slight ring up here, and I don't want it to be a distraction to anyone else. So I just want you to know, I have a slight ring. Thank you. I'm fine. I just don't want you to be distracted. So we have to take inventory of what we're committed to, what we're choosing. Once we've decided, once I choose something, like I've got to go for it, I'm committed in it, and we have to take inventory of what we've chosen and what we're committed to. Way too often we just live and go through the motions and we don't recognize that we've actually made choices, that we're committed to something. 
because we think we're just living and we're going with the flow, but that's a decision. You've decided to go with the flow, to not have some solid feet on the ground. So we remain in him by choosing him back. I choose you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I'm not worthy, but you've chosen me, and I say yes back. I say yes back to you. And once we make that choice, now we can remain in him. We cannot remain in something we have not chosen, right? So once we choose him, now we can remain in him. The first fruit of remaining in him is the fact that we have salvation in our souls. So once we have chosen him, we can now remain in him. But we have to first take inventory of what we've chosen, what we're committed to. Is it Jesus? And we're just going to say it straight up. Or is it yourself? Because we can blame the world all day long, but I, I, I decide. So is it Jesus or is it yourself? Choose you this day whom you will serve. I promise you, you will not regret the choice of Jesus. Here's the deal. If you're committed to yourself, to feeding your flesh, then it's going to be very hard to remain in him. If you're choosing yourself, you're choosing to feed your flesh. If you're committed to self, it's going to be very hard to remain in him, to be his and to stay right there. We can just talk about that could be a marriage conference right there. Can we just, I mean, I'm calling all ladies right now. When we forget how amazing he is because he has left the cup beside the sink and the tooth. I'm just kidding. Eric would never do that, right? All the line of things that he could do that would get under my skin, right? When I stare at those things that I want him to do that make me feel better or less I have to take care of, it's hard for me to just simply remain in my admiration for him. None of that has ever happened with us, but let's just get real. You could use a marriage example. I was not prepared to use that, so that was, none of that was real. He does have a big cup that he leaves by the sink. But other than that, all the time. But other than that, no, seriously, when we are committed to being all about me in marriage, it's hard to remain committed in our heart and our mind to our spouse. How much more difficult would it be to remain in Christ, someone we can't see? Someone we can't fall into bed with and hold his hand, even though we can. We can call him to us. We can vision him in our hearts and our minds. And we can believe that he's there. But you know what I'm saying? How much even more when we are feeding the flesh and we are concerned about the issue of me, how much harder would it be to remain in him? It's going to be really, really hard. Many things feed the flesh. A lot of times in the church, we think we're going directly to drugs, sex, and rock and roll or whatever, which, I mean, a little bit of rock and roll. I'm just saying, there's some good songs on the radio, but here's the deal. We think we're going right there, right away. But I want to talk about some others that I think the church is talking about in this season of life. Here's some. An idol of comfort. Where everything, you have to do everything to insulate yourself. That's not fear, 
that's later. An idol of comfort where everything in your world has to make you feel better, feel comfortable. A need to control. Fearful living. Believe it or not, fearful living is a selfish root. That is the fruit of a selfish root. How is this going to affect me? How is this going to hurt me? Fearful living. That would be self-protection. And yes, drunkenness, sexual promiscuity, drugs. We could go on. But don't miss that there might be some things in your heart that you're not doing in these external ways that sometimes we like to shine light on and call them sin. There could be some stuff in your heart that's separating you from Jesus, that's keeping you from getting all the nutrition from the vine that you need, that's clogging the pores to remain in Him. We remain in Him by committing. In some translations, you'll see the word abide. To abide is to act in accordance with. So basically, what we're committed to is what we'll remain in. It determines our fruit. Here's some, here's some good stuff I have written down here. John 15, 9 through 12. Let's pull that up. When we abide in one true vine, Jesus, we will make faith-filled choices versus flesh Filled choices. When we remain in the vine, we will make faith we'll make faith-filled choices rather than flesh-filled choices. Here's, here's an instant. <laughs> Look at this. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commands and remain in his love. What he's saying is, if you will abide in me, you won't just do that. There'll be some things you will do as a result of remaining in me. And you will bear fruit. There'll be fruit. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Right away, I see the fruit of love and joy. When we decide, when we commit, when we choose to put the flesh aside and stay connected to the vine, we produce the fruit within us of his love and his joy. And I don't know anything greater than that. I don't want anything greater than that. That's important to me. Can I, can I really feed a flock? Can I lead a church without his love and his joy in my heart? Can I nurture my children and turn them to something bigger than me if I don't have his love and his joy in my heart? Can I point a lost and dying and screaming world to a peace that passes understanding without his love and his joy in my heart? It doesn't just happen. Church, we have to remain. We have to commit. We have to choose to remain in him. Moving on. We remain in him by listening. What or who are you listening to? I mean, really. Just like when we 
you were going through those songs just a few minutes ago, were you just doing it? Or were you really listening? Were you really listening to the words of the song? Were you really reading the words on the screen? What and who are you listening to? In order to remain, I must be tuned in to Jesus' voice. And this is how. Listen, in order to remain, I must be tuned in to Jesus' voice. The Word of God. He speaks. The screaming world's got nothing on him when you open the Word of God. Prayer. When was the last time you just got down and you didn't try to make it a pretty prayer? You just got honest and said, Lord Jesus. I read a tweet today that said, my son is two and he's been praying at dinner for the last month. And all he says is, oh dear God, amen. He said at first it was cute and now I'm with him. Now I agree. When was the last time you just got really honest with Jesus in prayer? You guys know our journey, but I'll be honest with you, there was a time when my mom was in the hospital and things were not going well. And um, obviously we were concerned. And it was the day, you may remember this day, it was the day that we were gonna do the prayer vigil. And I woke up that morning and Things were not turning the direction we needed them to turn. And I said, all right, Jesus, we'll be on top of the roof of the hospital and all around the world. We had friends in Russia. I had girls that I had met on a mission trip in India, Canada. We had people all over the world praying and all of you guys, thank you so much. But I said, we're gonna be all over the world praying, but Jesus, we need you to be right there with her. And he was. What and who are you listening to in order to remain? I must be tuned into Jesus' voice. And I hear it through the word of God. And I hear it through prayer. And when I really need some more, I study his life. His choices. What he was committed to. I remain in him when I study him. When I listen to his choices. In John 12, 49 through 50, listen to what Jesus says about his own words. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command means to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Listen to me. When I go to listen to what Jesus has said, what he has done, what his life choices were in order to remain in him, he's not just pointing me to himself. He's pointing us to the Father. The creator of it all. So pick up your Bible. Pray and study the life of Christ so that you can remain, so that you can hear how to remain. And we remain in Jesus by remembering. Sometimes I struggle with my memory. Um, COVID did that. 
I've, I've forgotten some things, and I hope to get them back, but right now they're not there. And so sometimes I have a hard time remembering, and the brain fog is a real thing. Anybody else? Raise your hand if you had COVID and you have brain fog still. All right, so see, I'm in good company. It's a real thing. That's why I have notes, pretty, pretty extensive notes tonight, because I'm having a hard time remembering some of the things that I've studied even. But God is faithful, and I see it, and it comes right back. We remain in him by remembering. It can be easy to forget the deep value of the vine if we aren't committing daily, listening daily, and thinking on his value daily. Did you hear that? When we think on the value of Christ in our life, it's so much easier to remain. It's not hard to remain when we remember whose we are and what we've been put on earth to do. I don't want you to miss that. It's not hard to remain when we remember whose we are and what we're put on earth to do. I was not put on earth to do this specifically. I was put on earth to do this, to point you to him. To urge you to latch on and never let go. You see, some of you were put on earth to go into courtrooms and basketball courts and doctor's offices and classrooms and different places and 18-wheelers and places, but you weren't there to just drive the truck. You were there to shine a light to him because you were his. It's so much easier to remain when we remember who created us and why he put us here. We were made for God, by God. I mentioned the birds flying, doing what they were supposed to do, but let's talk about a wave. A wave crashes and it leaves. A wave crashes and it leaves. How do you catch a wave? You can't. Listen, you're not supposed to. It's doing what it was meant to do. What happens is we get our eyes off of him and who we are, and we get it on ourselves, and we forget what we're here to do. We were meant, we were made to remain just like a wave was meant to crash and leave, and a bird was meant to soar, and a star was made to twinkle, you were made to remain in him. In him there is life. In him there is love. In him there is freedom. In him there is joy. In him there is hope. In him there is unity. In him there is peace. In him there is a future that never ends. I'm not calling you to link up with something that won't last and doesn't fill. I'm calling you to eternity with him. I'm calling you to the one that never ends. I'm calling you to the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I'm calling you to the one that gave himself for you. We're not asking you to remain in something that's faulty. We're asking you to remain in something that never ends and never gives up on you. You see, we're not asking you to remain in something that's going to let you down. We're going to ask you to remain in something that will never let go. So if you remain in me and I in you, yes, you will bear fruit, but look at the goodness you get by being with me, he says. Just the ride alone is really good. I love to travel. I haven't really done it for a while, really. I love to travel. To me, the road trip is just as fun as the destination. Especially if I'm with, you know, my husband and people that I love and enjoy being with. It's so much fun. Jesus tells you, yes, there's going to be fruit, but look how fun it's going to be to be together. I didn't want to move a 
fruit because we all can't wait to hear what the fruit is. But I don't want to get there yet. You just get to be with him. You get to be with Jesus and he's going to be with you. And that's a great gift. As the worship team comes up and we respond to this message tonight, as we choose once again to commit to him, to listen to him, maybe something I said in the listening, word of God, prayer, studying his life, maybe there's something in those three that you haven't been doing, that you would like to do more. Maybe you haven't chosen him tonight. Maybe there's something you need to, in your seat, if you want to come up here and pray, you're welcome to do that on the steps. Maybe you know you need to solidify some decisions in your life that will help you remain. Maybe you've forgotten that he's your joy, that he's your hope, that he's your life, that he's your freedom. Maybe you've forgotten that he's the king of kings and the lord of lords, and you just need to say, I remember Jesus, and I remain. Like I said, maybe you need to say, Jesus, forgive me for not knowing more of you. I want to know more of you. Help me to know you more so I can listen and remain. Jesus, forgive me for wanting the fruit and not enjoying the journey. Maybe you simply just need to say, Jesus, I choose you. But during this song, this is an incredible song, Love Came Down and Rescued Me. I just want you to remember that he has chosen you. He is speaking to you. You are on his mind at all times. And his grip will not let go. Love came down and chose you. Love came down and speaks to you. You remember me talking about at the Christmas time that the grace of God with us it's not that God is up there and this love is separated. When Jesus was born in a manger, when he came to earth, God was saying, I'm not far away, I'm with you. I send my son Jesus to a manger to say, my grace is here. My love is here. My joy is here. My joy is not stored up in heaven. It's available, it's with you. Jesus is the manifest of God's love with us. Love came down and chose me. Love came down and speaks to me. Love came down and won't let go. If you remain in him and he in you, you will bear much fruit. We'll talk about that fruit next week, but let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. And we can't help but reflect on how you've chosen us first and how you've loved us first. And sometimes it just needs to get that simple in order to remember and to remain. Tonight I pray that someone in this room or someone watching online will just let it be that simple tonight. That you might think you're fighting really hard for your relationship with Jesus, but I want you to remember that he chose you first. And he's not letting go. So just reach back and choose him back. Lord, help us to hear you. Help us when we're in the word and, and we're studying the things that Jesus has said. Help us to see what he's saying and hear what he's saying. Lord, help us to seek you and find you. And we seek you with all of our hearts in prayer.
Lord, help us when we don't know what to say to not just fill up the blanks with pretty words or big words, but just to sit at your feet and sometimes just say, oh, dear God, amen. And help us to not forget whose we are and what you've done for us so that we can remember and therefore remain. Jesus, I don't want to forget the journey. I don't want to miss the moment. Just be with you as I reach for the fruit. Because truly, it is the greatest honor in my life to be one of your branches. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing us. May your fruit be glory in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.